It's Kyle Bartley with a header from John Swift's free have you ever seen that clip where he's, he goes onto the field in, on the cup final? Is it cup final? Bruce Forsyth. Um, yeah, not, not Craig Forsyth. <laughs> it's and it's there! And it's George Edmondson! Good evening, uh, this is Gavin. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. Once again, we're here almost every week to review what we've seen. Mark your goal scorecard for the weekend and put up some good value selections. What on paper looked like a healthy midweek card ended up with us leaving plenty in the satchel. The great thing is, though, the fine gentlemen and ladies at the Football League, they kindly put on another coupon for us this Saturday so we can pit our wits against those wretched bookmakers once more. Joining me, as always, to pit our wits against bookmakers is John Bywater at Setpiece here on Twitter. John, good evening. Good evening, Gav. How can they miss us if we won't go away or won't go, or can't go away? Exactly, exactly. John, I had a I had a goal scorer bet in four games on Tuesday, and three of them finished nil nil. Um, you should get not, some kind of reward for that, actually. Some sort of justice refund for managers. Right. A, a, a useful lesson learned, though. Hopefully, that you know, I, I do remember saying on Tuesday that hey, some of these games look like low XG outcomes, and such was the case. It took to, it was a pretty uneventful Tuesday evening spent watching the scores come through and uh, resigning ourselves to our fate relatively early. Although there was a fair few chances. So I you know Pennington had a few chances for you. Do you want to talk a bit about your reflections on midweek and what we saw and how close we were? Um, do we have to? Well, Pe- Pennington was... Uh, Pennington... First of all, looked at Pennington and he had... How many times can I say Pennington? Let's say it again. Pennington. <laughs> he, had, uh, he only had one chance on the on the actual data sheets, if you like. Uh, 85th minute. Uh, not a bad chance, but he did actually have more than that. He had a... An opportunity that nearly came to him just on half time, where the defender somehow blocked the ball and he would have had an open goal. And there was another header from a corner in about the 75th minute that was blocked, which didn't register for whatever reason. So, yeah, I mean, that game had three goals and set plays. Um, the Tom Flanagan finish was a hell of a finish for sure. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that just to have a bit of a. Not really a moan, but why well, you've got to look at XG again. I mean, that got 0.13 XG. I mean, it was never... It, it's just because of where he ended up striking the ball Seems from. a bit generous, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take into account the excellent bit of skill and the control to then get that shot away. It's just like you've had a shot, just cut the ball, just bounced you. So, yeah, I mean, did you, that, was a, that was a great finish. I don't know where you were watching it, but did you, there's the thing that goal scorer punters do, which I'm sure will, might resonate I know what you're going to say. A yes. fair few punters where they go to the game <laughs> and then they say, oh, Shrewsbury on the attack. And it came from yes. a free kick and they think, oh, yeah, yes, free kick. And then right. you, you watch the highlights and they okay, everyone's lining up and it, okay, it's broken day, could be. And there's that moment where you think, yeah, it could, oh, could yeah. have been anyone. And then you realise it wasn't. But, um, it's part of the fun, then. It's I mean, part it's, of the fun. Um, it's why we do it. I must admit, I had about ten, not ten, so about two seconds where I thought that's Pennington. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the, like the commentator said, uh, "Oh, it's a, a, an unusual source for a goal." I thought, oh. and you, I'm always convinced that when they say it, I think, "Oh, well, they might have got that wrong." They don't watch these games every week. They They, they might have got the the wrong name. It might have been number five instead of number six, but but no. Yeah, I mean, I was watching on um, 
Peterborough's I follow, so they haven't got a clue any Shrewsbury players are. So you, you always have a you always have a slight hope, but then I saw it, I saw his face and I thought, that is not Lord Pennington. <laughs> One more time, just to get his name in there. Um we Matthew we Pennington. He won't be mentioned this week <laughs> at all. We will just spend a bit of time kind of reflecting on what seems like a you know an age ago now, which was everything that happened last weekend, of which there was plenty. I think we mentioned on Tuesday we were pretty excited about some of the opportunities that are coming our way this weekend, and we'll we'll get to those in due course. Let's, let's start off with the championship, though. Um, hey, those uh, those Burnley centre backs keep on creating chances, don't they? Um, Jordan Bayer at Blackpool, another good run to the near post. Um, I think you got similar in your notes as well. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Mick McCarthy heard heard me on the pod. I mean, what price would you have got that Burnley only got 0.6 xG at Blackpool? Mm. That would have been a big, big old price. But yeah, there's a little bit there for uh, buyer again. It's either Louis Jordan buyer or Jordan Louis buyer. Um, yeah, I put Louis Bayer, and then you you corrected me. Yeah. And um, it's not. I, I don't generally get the names wrong, do I, Gav? So, I think it's yeah. what we're known for getting getting names getting names wrong. <laughs> yes, it's right. easier when they've just got you know like a Max Aimer when it's just the big German centre half. We can just define that's them right, by yeah. their nationality and their size. It feels a little bit easier. But um, but yeah, Jordan Bayer, another name for for um, for the Burnley threat. Um, I did. I didn't get too much. The, the only other thing was I know you're going to talk about it later, but Millwall and Charlie Cresswell just missing a bit of conviction with his two chances, but another two chances. Yeah, to add to the ever-growing um, list, right? Good game that. Uh, mm. Norwich scored from two very cleverly worked sort of short corners or different corners, basically taking everything in their power to take out the giants of Millwall at the back, which they did. Uh, like you say, there was. Plenty of the usual threat from Millwall, as you would expect. Uh, the other, I thought Mark McGuinness looked quite threatening again for Cardiff. Mm. Only two attempts, nothing to write home about, but watched the set plays back and he, he's, he's certainly due. Now, Bristol City, their opponent there, I think that the thing to note there is that Rob Atkinson is out for the season uh, with an injury. Huge, so, yeah, that's huge. Yes, yeah. I think I think that could show, and they could have another decline um, defending the set plays with that one actually. So that, I think they're worth keeping an eye on again. All of a sudden, yeah, I was keen for. I think we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I was really impressed when they when they came to our place, and Rob Atkinson was standout. You know, probably oh. kept Jokeres quieter than than any other centre back this year. But um, yeah, the the, the that momentum just slightly kind of been derailed. And I think the absence of Atkinson are a key reason for that for, for Bristol City. But, yeah, we'll see if they can pick themselves up again. I think he had a... I've I read a thing with him a few weeks ago where he got dropped. It was over Christmas or... And he, he said mm-hmm. that really gave him a kick up the bum. You know, he, he'd never really been dropped before. So that's a bit of a shame, really, because, like you say, he was on on fine, fine terms with himself. Now, mm-hmm. the other... Regular name mentioned John Egan had four separate attempts for Sheffield United at Blackburn in the, uh, quite in the su- slightly surprising defeat. Uh, the best chance did fall to definitely a veteran Chris Basham, who we mm. mentioned in the midweek pod hasn't scored since God was a boy, but mm-hmm. you know he, he should have scored last weekend anyway. Yeah, every time I looked, it was a game on the TV, wasn't it? Every time I looked up, he was um, Basham was looking a little bit busy in the area and a fair few chances coming his way. Um, yeah, he was think he was playing 
defensive midfield, which he mm. can do, can he? Uh, yeah, the what else we've got? The the Luton Swansea game was quite entertaining, just for the Russell Martin scrap at the end with Rob Edwards. Uh, Seemed to completely lose the plot, old dear old Russell, or young Russell. <laughs> um, who knows what you're going to get with Swansea, as they say. But uh, as as per usual, Ben Cabango could have scored another day. Uh, as could Tom Lockyer for Luton, who's not having a bad little run, to be fair. Has he? Has Cabango got over the line? Has he scored this this season? Uh, he definitely hasn't scored with any of my money on him. But no, no, I think he's scored one or two, but it's it's been a while now. Yeah, he scored. Um, yeah. The last note I've got is uh, don't laugh. It's Dara Lenahan for Middlesbrough. <laughs> Oh, never mind. Let's let's move on. No book, no book bingo no. is already. People are shouting right. line house. We've already mentioned um, a few of the usual suspects, which is good. Um, right. Let's move down into in, into League One. Um, top of my list was Dimitri Mitchell. Always been pretty versatile in this exercise since his, yeah. his January move from Hibs. Um, but you know. Saw out the ninety for the first time at Wickham last weekend. I thought Exeter were good, good value for the draw here. Um, yeah, we, we we did spend a bit of time talking about maybe some Wickham vulnerabilities uh, this time last week. Considering he's uh, you know a definite kind of winger, wasn't he for Blackpool up in the Championship? But he started left wing back here. But every highlight you see kind of confuses you because he's wearing number seven, and he's he's always the quickest to break. He's always a you know. Tends to be ahead of the, the the front two there. I thought I looked at the price. I thought seventeen to two is going to give you a run at home to um to Lincoln this weekend, and he's he's generated a few chances in the in the six or seven games that he's got onto the pitch in an extra to shirt, and um you know good good thing to have versatility. Step down in class. Um, yeah, I think he's a, a name that a, hasn't been written down in the notebook for ages, you know, apart from when he was going off at relatively big prices for Blackpool, but now we get to do exactly the same in the division below. So yeah, I thought that was a, that was of interest, Dimitri Mitchell on my list. Um, Second on my list, Bristol Rovers versus Barnsley ended nil nil, but I think we both, we both commented that, um, yeah, might not have made a dent in anyone's highlight packages, but it was a it was some notebook game, right? There was just about one and a half goals XG in the total game, but well over a goal of that come from um, goal XG for that came from set pieces. It was the usual suspects, right? Everyone everyone came up with a chance. We're going to talk about Mr. Joel Quansar later on. He's had a couple of chances, missed an absolute sitter from four yards out. Liam Kitchens had a couple of headers. Bobby Thomas as well. Um, Hey, it looked like a looked like a game with a with a fair few chances coming people's way, and um, one for the one for the set piece purists. I think Bristol Rovers nil, Barnsley nil. Uh, John, anything anything of note in, in League One? It's our sort of game that a nil nil with a, with a sort of a virtual winner, if you like, <laughs> virtual virtual set piece set piece goals. Um, going back to Exeter, probably never had as many mentions on that episode, but. The best set play chance fell to defensive midfielder Rakeem Harper. Um, I don't know if you checked his price, but uh, I don't know what's going on. But it's been tumbling like anything the last few days. Um, have a guess at how short he, the shortest price he is against Lincoln this weekend. Where's he? Where's he turning up then? He's uh, let's just have a look here. Not so. What right midfield? Mm, right midfield, can slot in defensive midfielder. No, uh, no record of notes. Short, just short, double, double figures, nines, tens. 
Oh, we got some. We got some four to one. If you're interested. Oh, um, okay. Yes, I just no. I noted him, and then I thought I'll check the price because it's not a price I'm familiar with, and I thought, oh, there there is about sevens around, but even mm. so, that's um, very silly. The well, Aaron Donnelly got off the mark for Port Vale, not in a Forest Loney. Mm-hmm. Only his eighth game. It wasn't really a repeatable one, but he did adjust himself well to sort of steer the ball home from a a free kick that was smashed at him, really. Uh, it was quite interesting because it was a goal that was scored during a minute's applause, which you never seem to see. Um, slightly surreal moment where some of the crowd carry on clapping as the ball went in and they were still clapping 10 seconds after it had gone in. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. I yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah, so very... Um, I've put that down as the uh, minute's applause system. I don't think that's going to come out again. Yeah, you'll... Um... I mentioned, uh, we talked about a bit about Cambridge, didn't we? And it, it shortened in price. And I think they, they still played well midweek against Morecambe, didn't they? And created a few chances. Um, Liam Bennett was a name that I mentioned in midweek. And I mentioned him because he'd probably had his most productive game in a in a Cambridge shirt from right wing back since he's come back from Warsaw. He, he's backed up all the good stuff that he did in the defeat to Portsmouth last weekend with another shot-happy performance against Morecambe in the 1-1 draw on Tuesday. Again, it's, it's all still rushed, but he's cutting in from the right. He's had a good chance in midweek where he's timed his run nicely to meet across from the left. Did score a goal for Warsaw last year. And, you know, he's only made 40-odd appearances in total. But I thought that there's already been a bit of... We'll talk about... Potentially MK Dons of um, hey look it look like look more likely to 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 be a bit more vulnerable. Um, as in Zach Jules has, has had a what retrospective suspension, right? So they're 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 losing defenders. Yep. I've seen lots of lots of Cambridge players shorten over the over the last couple of hours. But I thought the price was still um, I think some sixteens knocking around. I thought it's a bit big for a player that's. Um, Clearly on a nice trajectory and recognises potentially that he needs to be a bit more of a threat. So, so yeah, Liam Bennett is still firmly in the notebook, and I'll um, I'll talk even more about him a little bit later on. John, anything else in in League One? Um, yeah, the the ex club system did land in the Ipswich Accrington game as um, as I predicted. Sadly, it was for Caden Jackson. So Not the right one. No good, mm. no, no good to anyone. Um, Wickham sort of went back to Ainsworth-like Wickham, if you like, against Fleetwood with uh, Freno Joseph scoring. But oh, yes. I did note that he, um, the best two chances for from a set play actually fell to David Wheeler in the box. Uh, one of them was quite a good move. Um, he's never that big a price, sadly. The other, um, going back to Cambridge, yeah, I just thought, I thought Bennett looked very lively, like you say. Mm. Um couple more attempts including a 40 yard shot from uh, Michael not Mark Morrison as he's known (laughs) very rare 40 yard shot from uh, return of the mark as I'm calling it (laughs) (laughs) a little nod there some people will be um, be very happy that you've you've made amends there bit inside baseball that but Um, let's look at League Two. Um, normally, the place where there's plenty going on, and certainly the place where um, my notes started this week. Um, we got the the wrong one. We, we've said all along, right, for Mansfield is either Harbottle or Kilgore, and Riley Harbottle was the the name that should have been on the list last weekend. Um, yes. He had a he had a yeah. nice little sighter five minutes before he calmly slotted home the opener against Wimbledon. 
Five, five for the season now. I, I, I did just make in my notes. We shouldn't forget that we got him in the bag at twenty-eight to one when he when he first scored back in August. You found him when no one knew his oh, name. I found, found him. him. No one knew him. I think we. That's yeah. that's what we, you know. We're dining out on that ever since. Um, before he was a star. Before we, where were star. you? Where were you exactly. when Riley Harbottle was twenty-eight to one? That's. Um, but yeah, going off a lot shorter these days. But but still, um, Mansfield threats continue to make the notebook. Um, anything else for you, John? League two. Where should we go next? Yeah, and well, obviously the same game, but we we expected Wimbledon to continue to struggle, and they mm-hmm. did. There was lots of other things that could have uh, happened there. Alex Pierce was back, but then got injured again. Um, so I'm not sure. They look desperately short on numbers again. Um, Bradford, we've mentioned, they seem to be splitting the chances between Matthew Platt and Sam Stubbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andy Cook's the one who's scoring, which is much good to us. Uh, Stevenage continued to be on a rocky patch, but despite the 2-0 defeat to Rochdale, they still hit the one in set play XG mark. Uh, have, have, a, have a guess who got all seven. You'll never, get, you'll never guess. <laughs> I, I think if, you, if you'd have backed either Sweeney or... Piergiani, you would. Oh, I mean, up. you would. The perfect thing was would be Stephen is chasing the game for over an hour and spot on. Yeah. Just yeah, just the like you said, the seven chances. I think Piergiani had a volley, didn't he? About eight yards out, that looked the best chance that he's knocked it just wide. But um, Jordan Roberts had eight shots, but in that game as well. But yeah, bad day at the office. But well done to Rochdale, um, Sweeney, Piergiani, backers. They've already got their pockets full, right, all this season. So yeah, yeah they don't. They don't need any more luck. If, <laughs> no. if you've been back in those two season, then you've probably given up, and you probably <laughs> should give up. The there's a, there's a gentleman at Barrow. Uh, you you put up Sam McKellen last weekend. who was unlucky, but I know you picked him out as well. Is it Rory Feely, the uh, midfielder? Wrote his name down twice in in two weeks. Now he's kind of coming to the Barrow side, but I think he got sent off in one of his early games. So either a chance either side of of his suspension for a red card against Newport. Yet to see out the ninety, but what six foot three? He looks like he's kind of right back, right wing back. Looks like um, who's the lad at Grimsby? Who's a who's a fullback as well, but a towering Etete, isn't it? And he's a you know, Efete, Efete, yeah. And he's um, yeah, big player. Had a towering back post header. Um, followed up the game against before his suspension against Newport. He's had a sublime little near post run against Warsaw as well. So average score we record at best. I've said here he scored about eight and around 120, but definitely one for the notebook. Uh, and he was we don't, that, that sounds pretty good to us. That sounds pretty good, and even better when you know 28 to one this weekend. I think I haven't looked at the prices in a few hours, but cheap way to to get involved there for for a Barrow side that visit. <laughs> Barrow at... Uh, home to Sutton, forget ah, that. There you Move, go. On. Of it is. Move on. Move on. There you go. <laughs> a little bit from the midweek, yeah. The Harrogate had over one set play XG in the win at Donny. Uh, most of it went to attackers, sadly. Uh, Crawley are appalling and should uh, probably give up. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the third goal after Joel Lynch was sent oh, off. Um yeah. It's what you, it's one of those where if you played Sunday League or, or low very low level like I did, you, you wouldn't. It's even at that level you would just go mad at the defender. <laughs> he just walks out and puts his hand up. It's the sort of thing I would do, and uh, looks around and it's an open or well, not an open goal, but an easy finish for Lee Angle. 
Uh, Joel Lynch is suspended now. Okay, he's about fifty-five, but it's another se- it's another senior player, so not available. What a mess, really, as we uh, we said a few times lately. Mm. Now, one of your favourites that we haven't mentioned for probably five weeks, um, good old Farkuhausen at Newport. Oh, yeah, went in in the week, didn't he? (laughs) Excellent determination to get to the ball first from just a, I wouldn't say a hopeful ball, it was quite a good ball, but he did really well to get there in front of the defender. Another effort for Mickey Dimitri in the same game and a new name for the Newport long throw corner sort of... um, what word am I looking for? Threats. That's probably the easiest word. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what word I'm searching for. Anyway, a new name, 20-year-old Matthew Baker, who sounds like he was in Doctor Who a few years ago or something. Mm. He's come from Stoke on loan, and basically one of the long throws landed at his feet. Looks fairly handy in the air. He's only played the last four games, and there's little bits in every game, but coming up to about 0.22 xG which in four games isn't a bad. So I'm keeping half an eye on Matthew Baker at Newport. Ooh, one, he's got one goal for Wales under 17s. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that and I thought, even I'm not mentioning that. that, is, <laughs> that you, you knew tenuous. I'd step in. You knew I'd step in to fill that void. <laughs> <laughs> Every player that I've mentioned so far on loan that has a good youth scoring record hasn't scored. <laughs> so, uh, But actually, you've got one of those coming up who's got a good youth scoring record. So Hopefully. Yeah, the, the only other name was, was Ryan Leake, who made another appearance in the in the notebook after oh, last weekend. We love Leake. We do, yeah. Um, everything I hear is that this Salford side are playing really well, and um, probably worth mentioning. You know, he had another couple of um, chances last weekend, never, pot shots that never really threatened. But there's another chance. Um, I forget who I haven't got here. Who Salford were playing last week, but he get he doesn't quite clear run from a. From a corner, he appears to be held back, but it, it looks like it's you know, had, had high XG, good chance written all over it. Anyway, the, just a note for people that are listening, early doors, um, Salford played crew on Friday night. Probably Lovely. makes, when we're all sitting around on Friday night with nothing better to do, probably Ryan Lee makes the makes the um, the grade at 14 to 1. It should be of interest. Um, I think that's about it in, in, in League 2, other than reflecting on... Omar Beckles, which we did already in in midweek. Um, let's head into our goal scorer bets then. Some of which we've mentioned already. John, I'll let you lead us off with um, yeah, again, someone that we mentioned already. Well, I'm going to make an executive decision. I think your nap this week is superb, so I'm going to throw it straight back to you. There, there oh, you go. Okay, this yeah. is a nice way change to change um, it up a little bit. Like we're that. trying to tempt a little bit of fate here, aren't we? If we change That's things right. around, if we back a few winners this week, then we'll eternally me to go first. Uh, hey, a name that shouldn't surprise anyone. We've been talking about him a lot over the last few weeks. Jarrell Quansar for Bristol Rovers, eighteen to one against this um, ever so slightly. Poor Forest Green side, we think. Um, if you take out the 5 1 defeat to Morecambe, Rovers have been pretty clinical on the road against teams in the bottom half. And they, of course, they're fresh off a 3 0 win at Oxford. Um, this feels like a game where they don't sit back and they keep their feet on the pedal. And I think Jarrell Quansar is the um, 
is the option here. We've been getting plenty of chances recently. You shared a great video of me in midweek where if, if you're a Bristol Rovers fan, you would have seen Joey Barton talking about Quansar, um, Liverpool loney, scored plenty of goals um, in the in the academy sides at, at, at Liverpool. He's missed an absolute sitter on Saturday, but even Joey Barton can kind of sense that... Quansar's time is, is 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 quickly approaching, and the only thing that he's got to tick off the the list of you know making a good impression at Bristol Rovers is getting his name on the score sheet. And I think that you know more than an advocate for him over the last few weeks, even more so against this um this this vulnerable Forest Green side. So yeah, not not a not a huge surprise, but Jarrell Quansar eighteen to one for Bristol Rovers. Did that do it justice, John? Very good. Um, Oliver Casey suspended for Forest Green as well. Not that um, he's quite good in the air, actually. So that that definitely won't harm the issue. The nap is Craig Forsyth at twenty-two to one for Derby at Oxford. Uh, it didn't work opposing Oxford last week, so what do I do? I go straight back and do it again. Um, if you're questioning my sanity, so am I. Uh, they didn't give up a lot against Lincoln, but. In hindsight, Lincoln are never massive generators of anything, so that doesn't really prove anything either way. Uh, on Forsyth, he's been threatening for a little while now. Um, another 0.15 set play XG against Plymouth from two separate chances in midweek. He's finally creeped over the uh, one XG for the season total, which is where you want to see your defenders by this time of year, preferably a little bit earlier, but it's not too bad. Now, his last... His last three, three of his last four games, the aforementioned 0.15 against Plymouth, 0.12 against Cheltenham, and nearly 0.1 against Barnsley. So that's okay. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's okay. He's got a, what I'd describe as a strange overall career record. He's got seven in two or seven in 300 for Derby, which is nothing to write home about. But he got five in 22 for Watford. And he got a uh, very much a standout 14 in 73 for Dundee <laughs> in about 1992, I think. Um, so how relevant that is now, absolutely zeal, but I thought I'd mention it. He owes Derby. That's what you're saying, right? He owes Derby a bit, of, a bit of productivity. Yeah, I haven't got the the numbers, but when I was looking at it, he's got something ridiculous, like 28 assists for Derby. So you'd imagine that's from set play, knockdowns, mm. things like that. So I think he's someone that we haven't really mentioned this season. I don't say he's due, but that the price is 22 to 1. I think that's that's just about fair, really. You could go for our, our old young friend, uh, Cashin. Mm-hmm. He's about six points shorter. Wouldn't make a great argument either way, but I thought I'd go with the biggest price. So it's Craig Forsyth at 22 to 1. Excellent, John. Uh, my second pick, uh, mentioned him already. I'm going to land on Liam Bennett. A little bit of money around for him already for, for Cambridge, but happy to take the 16s. Um, a bit of 18s a little about earlier. Plenty of these chances that we spoke about in the last couple of weeks. We spoke about him on a you know really positive trajectory and just kind of learning his trade, I guess, at, at, at right wing back. In and amongst all of these kind of slightly rushed head down, not really knowing what he's doing, cutting inside pot shots. There's some, there's some smart running in there when the when the ball's on the other side, he's finding himself in the right areas. And I thought that, look, big game for Cambridge at MK Dons. I think they might go well here. And at the beginning of a week where we're all going to be looking for progressive types that might outrun their odds, I thought Liam Bennett might just be the football equivalent of the one laid out for the Coal Cup. I don't know about that for 
for for relevant stuff to say, John. That's pretty oh, good. It's all my, almost as good as my Dundee stat. <laughs> <laughs> um, every chance, I think this turns into a cagey affair at the bottom of League One. But the price is always king. And give me an eighteen to one, uh, sorry, sixteen to one shot that's had ten shots in his last four starts at right wing back, and I'll gladly add Liam Bennett to the notebook at sixteen to one. Good stuff there, mate. The next best is Charlie Creswell at 12 to 1 for Millwall at Reading. Been waiting for a spot to get with uh, the young defender for a few weeks now. This looks as good as any. Reading come into this, they've had a very tough week, played Middlesbrough and Sheffield United. They got more injuries racking up. And to start with, this looks a good schedule spot with uh, Millwall having a clear week running into it. I noted Gary Rowett saying that. A few of the players like uh, Zian Fleming and a few of the other key players were, were showing, looking very tired after the Norwich game. So it's given them, I think, a couple of days of easy work ahead of this game. So I, I like the spot to start with. Now, Millwall are way clear of every metric for set plays. Just the 21 set play goals this season. Um, won't be surprised to hear that is way clear of anyone in uh, certainly the championship. It's probably clear of Stevenage as well. Um, I'm sick of backing Murray Wallace. You've got 25s here if you uh, want to continue the pain of that one. <laughs> you can make the argument that Jake Cooper's fine at 12 to 1 as well. Ex club system as well with Jake mm. Cooper. Uh, interestingly or not, Wallace and Cooper both scored against Reading in the past. So there we go. So why am I not picking those two? That's a good question. Uh, back to young Creswell. He's got four in 26 this season, which is perfectly, well, it's more than decent. Now, this is the thing that's caught the eye of late. Now, if you look at Millwall's last 11 games, in 10 of them, he's had at least one chance which for a centre-back is um, not, not just adequate, very, prolific. very good. Mm. Prolific, without, without, getting the, uh, without getting the rewards. They've not been fantastic, but he's always in and around the, the area you need to be. Now, at least four of those games, he's had at least two attempts. So you certainly can't ask for more than that. So when I first saw the price, I was a bit... I knew he wasn't really a big price because he's been short for a while now, but... Considering the opponent and considering the, I quite like the schedule as I mentioned. I think twelve to one is okay, so I'm quite happy with it. So Charlie Queswell at twelve to one for Millwall at Reading. Excellent. So a quick roundup then: Quansar for Bristol Rovers eighteen to one, Liam Bennett at sixteen, and John, you got Cresswell at twelves for uh, Millwall and. Um, Bruce Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> good game. Hopefully, yeah. Did you did you good have you said game, something good about game. good game? Uh, being excellent. I won't that's right. Yeah. Nice one, Cyril. And all that. Excellent. Have you ever seen that clip where he's, he goes onto the field in on the cup final? Was it a cup final? Bruce Forsyth. Uh, yeah, I'm not not Craig for. It rings. It does ring a bell. I can imagine him doing. He has the crowd playing out of his hand, Gav. That's all I can tell you. In the unlikely event he scores, maybe we could feature that clip. Well, Bruce Forsyth, (laughs) that would be unlikely Bruce Forsyth scores. Um, You know what I'm saying. I'll send you the link if he scores. I'm already queuing it up for for the intro for next week's pod. Sometime this season, anyway. Anything else, John, that um, 
kind of nearly made the list. I just had, I think of, uh, yeah, I've backed um, Dimitri Mitchell, as I mentioned him earlier, for Exeter. Yeah, I like um, that. And, um, yeah, probably that, that feely price, I think, for Barrow, even though the um, game looks a tough one. But, yeah, anything else for you? The uh, earlier mentioned Jordan or Louis Bayer, whatever you want to call him, considering it's Wigan at home, I think the 12-1 to 1 there is fine as well. In the unlikely event he starts, as of last week, uh, Al Dakhil is 14s. I don't think he'll play. The uh, most, I think the one where the price is a little bit big, but it's such an outline, I didn't put it up. It's only with one firm. Uh, Ryan Innes, 14s for Charlton against Accrington. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight to one general. So that's that's really why I didn't put him as a, a next best. Um Accrington again, it just seems completely mad. Um, McConville got a retrospective two-game ban before the midweek game. As of today, they got another FA charge for failing to control players against Forest Green. They've had four red cards since February and another two separate retrospective bans. Uh, Jensen, the number one keeper, got sent off late against Ipswich. They appealed that, it got rejected today, he got an extra game because they thought it was a frivolous appeal. Now they've got Toby Savin, who has been on a seven-day emergency loan at Stevenage, who they're going to call back for this game because the third keeper has a thigh strain, thigh strain youngster. So it's the usual madness at Accrington. Um, I remain convinced they're going to get absolutely stuffed soon because they just had so many injuries and changes, and you know they're scrapping away well. To be fair to them, uh, Charlton have been. Absolutely nothing on the radar of late. But if you look at their last four or five games, they've been very difficult. This is a different kettle of fish. So um, Ryan Innes at 14, if you can get it, I think is absolutely fine. I think it's too big, actually. In League Two, the first game I wanted to look at this weekend after the uh, midweek goal that was conceded and with Lynch missing was the Crawley game. Now, they're playing Harrogate, so you think "Mm, it's not really a... Not a fantastic spot, but I've tried to make it one by having a deep dive into Harrogate of late. Now, they've got their first win in ages against Donny in midweek, but I think we said in maybe January that we think they're a little bit better than the position, and they have been on a good defensive run. In January, they brought in Tom Eastman, um, a couple other defenders, Levi Sutton in the midfield. Mm. And if you look at their bench now, their bench now is what their team looked like in December. So they've actually got quite a lot of strength and depth now for the position they're in. Not, um, It looks to me like a very much a mid-table League 2 side now. Now, if they win this, then they've probably done enough because despite Crawley's games in hand, it looked like between the bottom three for the relegation. Now, you can't really make a case for any of the defenders. Uh, Tom Eastman's been playing very well, apparently, but not absolutely nothing since he's gone there. Now, there's a new name here, Kazim Olegebi, who mm-hmm. was uh, he's on loan from Southampton. He was at Ross County till January, and they called him back, and he's gone out here. Now, someone I know who went to the Donny match told me he was the best player he's seen this season in the opposition, uh, wearing the number 10. And I've read the same from various other match reports. I've looked at about three. Um, a few goals in Scotland, nothing mad. Um, but just looking at, on the basis of the last few games, he looks very lively. He's he's about eleven to two. That was tempting, but not not quite enough. I had a, I had a, a, another um, 
mention of Allegri from um, our good friend Ross McIntosh on Twitter there there today. As yeah, well. he's so um, there's another. I think he he looks like he could be. He's just different to what they've got. He's he's all pace and skill. He's a bit of a wild card from what I can tell, but he was certainly on fire in midweek. Now, I think a more interesting one is a name I did put up way back when, probably third or fourth ever episode this season. I'm recording an episode. It's not EastEnders. <laughs> it's going to be longer than EastEnders. Um, now, the strength in depth, as I mentioned, is now shown by last few games, Alex Patterson's only been on the bench. Okay. Now, he came on at Donny and scored, and he's having another good season, considering Harrogate's lack of goals. He's got seven in 27. Uh, if he did start here, considering it's Crawley, and again, he's 11-2. to two. He's been quite popular. If he does start, I think the 11-2 to two is fine. And if I do back him, I'd probably go two-plus as well, just because it's Crawley. Mm-hmm. Uh, potential implosion, despite Harrogate not looking like the most obvious side to score a bucket load, but you just never know with Crawley at the moment. Always worth finding those teams to oppose, and Crawley remain one of those. John, what a comprehensive list there of um, some great selections and others to put up at a price as well. Yeah, going have a little closer look at those um, Harrogate mm. prices because when you when you you know that when you, all the shrewd people are mentioning the same names, uh, you know there's something to be had there. So I shall um, I shall follow you in there, uh, John. Um, looks a looks a a good coupon for settling a few kind of you know we'll know a lot more about where teams are going to finish in May that the bottom those the big games at the bottom of league one look very interesting and we know it's tight and our Oxford going to get dragged into things even further and um hey plenty going on it looks a good coupon and lots of stories to be told over the weekend John um thanks for joining us let's do the same again next week um I'll dig out that Bruce Forsyth trotting out onto the pitch at Wembley audio that's right in preparation uh for his namesake scoring for a derby this weekend um anything more I think we're done right uh, yeah, I think we just tipped over the 40-minute mark, so that is more than enough of me, I think. That's it. It says 40 minutes, but by the time I've edited out us saying the wrong <laughs> names of everyone, it'll probably be about 22, so I think about we'll be three, fine. About three minutes by <laughs> John, good to talk. I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, mate. Good luck to everybody. Uh,